when you guys are ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Welcome. Once, once again, again to, to uh, the vineyard. vineyard. We're so we're glad, glad you're with us. With us. We, we are, are continuing, continuing on in, in a, series a series we're doing, we're doing called, called From Nothing, Nothing to Something. To something. This series uh, uh, comes out of a verse in 1 Peter 2.10 where, where Peter says, says once, once we were, we were not, not a people, people but, now but now we are the people of God. God. So we've, we've gone, gone from, from nothing, nothing to something. And, and, and so far, so far uh, in this series, series, we've been looking, we've been looking at, at the amazing, amazing blessings and benefits of being a believer. Being a believer. I, I just have, I just this, have this, this picture in my mind of Peter, Peter sort of setting, setting this table. table. Look, at Look at all these amazing things, things that happen in Christ. In Christ. And he, he's, he's, he's talked, talked to us about, about living, living hope. hope. And, and we'll be talking more about hope in the next couple of messages together. He talked about greatly rejoicing. We've talked about salvation. We've talked, We've talked about, about loving, loving Jesus. Jesus. We've, We've talked, talked about, about grace. We've talked, We've talked about, about being holy. holy. We've talked about, about redemption. redemption. And, today, and today, we're going to talk, talk about loving well and what, and that, what means. that means. Earlier in the series, I said we, we talked on loving, uh, talked about loving Jesus as our highest priority. But now Peter says, and that's good, he commended them for doing that. But now he said, you need to learn to love one another from the heart. Sincerely. sincerely. So I want so to I talk, talk about what that, what that looks, looks like, like in our own in our lives, lives today. today. And, uh, and uh, so that's so where that's we're, we're going to head in just a moment. That's the intro. Transition. Always a bad joke or two. Had Alexa, my Christmas present, been telling me some bad jokes. She actually gave me one of these. Pastor Billy gave me one, and one I found is a search. So that's what happened. And the one I found is a search is because I couldn't understand what Alexa said. So how much does it cost a pirate to get his ears pierced? Buccaneer. <laughs> that was the one I searched for. Here's, here's Alexa's entree for the week. What do you call a cow with three legs? Lean beef. No? Wrong? I thought it was funny. <laughs> what do you... What do you call a pod of musical whales? Orca stra. All right, we're done with that. Scripture reading here on purpose. 1 Peter 1, 20 through 22. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you've been purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. And blessed be the word of the Lord. So I want to get into this and uh, talk about this idea of, of loving one another and loving from our heart and and uh, how important Peter says that is, we're to, we're to have a sincere love for our brothers and sisters. And it's a, it should be a deep love, a, an honest love, a, a pure love, and what that looks like. So I thought we'd start by talking about, first off, this, uh, what love is, and um, that, that actually the Scripture tells us that God is love. That's point number one. God is love. 1 John 4, 8. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Um, I love that that's how John defines love and God. He connects them together. 
The Apostle John, a great uh, writer, and wrote about love a lot. In, in fact, when you read the, the last three letters, um, it's kind of the topic. He's saying love is love and love and love and love and love and love, um, which is great because when you, if you read about John earlier in his walk with the Lord, um, he was the one that when people hadn't responded to the message, he asked Jesus if they could rain down some lightning and fire and stones and take care of them. Uh, and Jesus said, no, you're missing the point. Uh, I like that as he's moved on in his life, um, and here as he wrote, uh, you know, First John in particular, uh, John talking about love is completely different. And I think that's part of what happens as, as we settle in the love of God is that it changes us, and it should be changing us so that we love well. So, so John says God is love. And I, I think it means something like God is so absolutely full of life and truth and beauty and goodness and every perfect thing that it overflows out of him and impacts everything in creation. That, that the heavens couldn't contain his love and it spills out into all of his creation. Um, he's, he's so absolute, so perfect, so complete that he's never needy. And, and so it's just a, it's constantly um, flowing out of him this love and it and and so that's why we know that he's a giver and he's a protector and he's a he's a nurturer and he's a helper and he's all those things because this is what's flowing out of him always and this love has huge imp implications for our lives um, the apostle john wrote it's not in your in your notes in first john 419 that we love because he first loved us and so because of this amazing overflowing incredible love of God that, that reaches out and reached out into us and you know it reached out into us his love at the cross the lengths he went to for us to be reconciled to him in relationship that, that this love is just it impacts us and it impacts us and it impacts us and we love because he first loved us and, and it's all about settling in this amazing love which I think is part of our journey um, you know I, I talked about John a, a moment ago you can see how this love changed him. I mean, he was with Jesus, and, when, and he was sort of kind of young and bulletproof. And, and then, you know, as he progressed in his life, um, he learned more about what real love looks like. And I think that's what's supposed to happen with us. See, I think a lot of times as we respond to the message and the good news, and we come to know Christ, which is what this chapter has been about, and, and what it's like to be a believer that we may have a tendency to sort of go to God, you know, you're so cool. I want to be like the best believer there's ever been. I want to do it right. Just tell me what the rules are. That's what I want to follow. I want to do those things. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best disciple ever. And the problem is, we, and I think we, we mean well when we do it, but, but there's so much of us in that statement that we don't end up loving anybody well. We're not loving him well. We're not loving others well. We and it's really easy to get judgmental and critical there because people aren't doing what we expect and our expectations are, uh, you know, they're just impossible to be met. But I think over time, as we realize, as we stand in His love and, and what it really means and how it's changing us and how ultimately it's like a heart surgery. You know, we go from hearts of stone and He's, he's softening our hearts. And, and I love to see this over time, how, how just in this continual process of being in His love, and being in relationship with Him, our hearts are softened and changed over time. And it really begins to impact the way that we love others. 
And, and we, we step out of that hardness, hopefully, and we really begin to love people well. And there's this connection uh, about loving God, which we want to do in response to His love, and loving others. So let's talk about that for a moment. Point number two. Um, most of you will remember this when I read it. The greatest commandment. One time a teacher of the law, and actually he was trying to trap Jesus, but he asked Jesus, hey, what's the most important of all of the Old Testament commandments? Not just the Big Ten, but all the, all the stuff Moses laid down for the Big tell, tell us what the most important thing is. And Jesus says this in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. 36. You know, the, the question, teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replies, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophet hang on these two commandments. So I, I, I like this, and there's something I, I want to make sure we see there. So he, he says, love God all in. We talk about that, right? Heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he says this. The second, and this wasn't part of the question, by the way. The second, he just kind of throws in as a bonus. The second is like it. And, and that's what's so important to us. Jesus says, loving each other is like loving God. Pretty big connection in the two things. The, the two commandments, he gives them together because they're inseparable. And so, so what we're learning from Jesus is that as we're responding in this love, that our response to love him um, is really a big part of loving one another is in that whole process. It, they're, they're put together. Uh, I like it. The Apostle John, again, spoke a lot on love. He said this in, in 1 John 3, 23. You can write it down and look at it later. But, but he said, this is his command. John simplifies things. Believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. I always like it when, when they make things simple. That's not a bad one at all. That's a great little verse, okay? So what do I need to do? Love Jesus, believe in Jesus, love God all in, love one another. There you go. So it's, a, it's sort of a constant theme. So these things are connected. So God is love, and we're, we're experiencing that love. And what does it look like then to love him back? It includes loving others. And what we find out, thirdly, is that love is really the way that our faith is expressed. Love is the way faith is expressed. Paul said this in Galatians 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Those are big statements when the apostles make them. The only thing that counts. It doesn't matter about this or about that. What counts, what matters is faith expressing itself how? Through love. Faith is expressed through love. Um, and, and what that means is that our faith proves itself in life as real when we're loving others well. See, that's, what, that's how we know it's alive, and that's how we know it's happening. Our faith is expressed through love. We're loving well, and, and so we get that that's all working the way it should. James, in, in uh, James 2.17 said, In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. He's, all these are connecting. See, if, and, and so this idea of loving God and loving others, and really loving others is a demonstration that our faith is alive and active, and it's, it's expressing itself because we're, we're loving people well. We're, we're loving people. And, and that's what really matters in this whole process that he's talking about. This idea of loving well, this is point number four, 
is actually the hallmark of a believer. Hallmark. Actually, I looked the word up because it hit my mind. I'm like, what exactly is a hallmark? It's not like you use a term all the time. And I know it's like a greeting card and there's a channel. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a hallmark. It's like a badge that you wear. It's a, it's a, it's a, this, is, this is what you know, uh, depicts who you are. And, and it's, it's for the believer. It's love. John 13, 34, and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. This is so significant because this is how people actually know that we're disciples. is how well we're loving one another. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's great. I, I kind of laugh. Um, you know, when, um, when people put, so it's not a pick, when people put Christian bumper stickers on their car. I think that's a perfectly wonderful practice. Don't hear me uh, that, that I'm not saying that. The reason I choose not to do that is because I can't back it up behind the wheel yet. <laughs> and, and obviously some of you all are far more redeemed in your driving than me because you put right out there who you, who you serve. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to get there one day, but I'm not yet. Um, and, and, you know, I laugh about that, and I, I always have those stories about those things. But, but here's, here's the whole thing. The, that's, a, that's a nice way to identify yourself. I get it. But what really identifies you as a believer is how well you love. And, and it starts by how well we love one another. It's, it spills out of us into the world around us. But how are we doing? And, you know, I said that the, the love of God flows out of him. You know, he overflows with love. And that what that makes him is someone who's a giver and a helper and a protector and someone who cares. And that these, again, should be what's flowing out of us. That, that at the heart of this whole process, we should be loving one another, caring about one another, praying for one another, encouraging one another. And, and to the point where it's noticeable. See, we, we live in a, a world that's such a mess. And, and love is so misconstrued. We, you know, there's so many ideas about, about love and what love is and what love isn't. And there's so many songs that we have about it. And we, have, we only have one word for love in our language, which, you know, like the Greeks have several words to describe different types of love. We use the word love in ways that I think we've, we've watered down what it really means because, you know, I, 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 I love God. I, I, I mean that. And, and yet I, I know that I've said things like I love chicken wings. And do you get that there's a disconnect between the two? Because I, I do enjoy a chicken wing, but not nearly as much as my relationship with God. So there sh it shouldn't be the same deal, right? But, but, but when we start to confuse the ideas, it, it can sort of cheapen how we do it. And so, oh, I love so-and-so, but do you really? Do we, are we really loving people well? Do we really care about people? And, and what does that look like in our lives? And I think that's what, you know, Peter is, is talking about here. We've got to... We gotta have a sincere love for people that comes from our heart, and uh, it can be tricky. I get it, and I'm, I'm certainly don't not perfect at this myself. But it's it's something I think we need to be challenging ourselves on all the time, and that a sort of a place to start with loving well uh, is, and you guys will know this as soon as I say it, but. It's funny how even culturally it's been watered down a little bit. So what I'm going to say is this, five, the way that we start this whole process is let's just start with a golden rule. 
Um, everybody knows the golden rule. You don't even have to be biblical to know the golden rule. It's taught to you. You know, it's, it's one of those things that still impacts our culture. Oh, the golden rule, that's a good thing. You should live by the golden rule. What's the golden rule? Matthew seven twelve. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Again, this sums up the law and the prophets. Another connection with those two great commandments. This is how we are, love people well. Um, do to others what you would have them do to you. Now, I think culturally we like to change that a little, and we sort of have watered it down, so it's, uh, you know, I, I remember a little kid saying, do one to others before they do one to you. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you didn't quite hear that right. Culturally, again, because we've kind of watered down what love is and everything, um, we don't tend to live under the golden rule. We live under for lack of a better term, a law of reciprocity. We live under sort of a, a reciprocal thing, which means I'm going to, you know, move into a situation. I'm going to see how you treat me, and then I'm going to treat you in kind, whatever that looks like. And, and so you can, however you treat me, that's how I'm going to treat you. And the problem with that, and, you know, at some level that keeps society moving in the right direction. So, so but, but it's in the kingdom of God, in the, in the presence of his love, we're called to a different standard. And that standard is the golden rule. I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. I'm going to initiate love. I'm not just going to wait to see what's coming back at me. And, and so I'm going to do my best to treat you the way I want to be treated. And, and it, how you treat me back is, is really between you and God and whatever that looks like for you. So I'm going to continue to try and be kind to people, to try and... Love people to try and respect people. Some people, it's more challenging than others. Uh, that's just honest, right? But, but it doesn't mean that we stop. I, I mean, you know, we don't set ourselves up for people to take advantage of it. Either. That's not what I'm talking about. But um, we need to, when you see people, wherever you see them, I try and do this. I try and think, these are people whom, whom God loves and God's created and God cares for. And if they're not in relationship with him, He's gone to such great lengths. He wants them to be in relationship with him. And just because of that, I'm to treat them well. Because I would, you know, like how he, how we're treating him. I want to treat people well. I want to care about people like they make a difference and they do. I want people to feel respected and, and heard and all those things. And, and certainly that should be happening with us, but even then outside of us in the world around us. And, and that this idea of Peter calling us into a, a sincere love from the heart is all this process working together. We, we've, we're blessed by the love of God who has changed us in so many ways. Uh, you know, and the hope that we have in Him and the, and the joy we can experience in Him and the everlasting life that's ours in Him, we, the mercy and the grace and, and, and all that He's doing in our lives, the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. He, he loves us and He cares for us and He's with us. And, and because of all those things then, as I walk this life out, I get it's just not all about me. It's so much more to it. And God, I want to I love you well, and you call me in that to love others. And so God, help me to love people well. Just help me to, to let the little petty things that seem to distract from that not be that big a deal, and help me, God, to love people well. I think that's what he calls us to on this journey. And so that's my hope. Consider that this week. Um, you know, how well are you doing 
with the golden rule. How's that just for the question to ponder? How well are you doing? And, and uh, how often maybe are you sort of slipping in more into the reciprocal part instead of the initiating part and what that looks like? And just challenge yourself where you can. Um, it, it helps me when I'm driving. It really does. <laughs> but, but I haven't arrived. I'm in process. Uh, so think about that. That's enough for today. If you're watching by video, thanks for watching. We appreciate you doing that. Come and hang out with us when you can. If you need prayer, go to the website. There's a prayer page. We'll pray for you. We will see you soon.